Now they're like, oh, you think you better than me? Oh, man, remember, you still ain't shit. Oh, you remember, I am the shit. Right. You remember that I am somebody. Right. And you know what the difference is? I know who I am and you don't. Yeah. That's why you steady hiding yourself behind this. You hiding yourself behind your addicts, your addictions. You hiding yourself behind everything that you did. You hide yourself and you trying to escape from it. Yeah. Stop escaping from life. Yeah. Come to life. Yeah. Because when you come to life, God got a life for you. Yeah. Yeah. You can't lose like that. Can't. Align yourself to your f***ing purpose. Welcome to the Dirtbag Chronicles. My name is Brian and I am your host. We have an exciting episode. We've never done an episode like this. Uh, uh, the first one? Yeah, this is the first one, okay, bro. Okay, okay, This is the first one. Let We've, me know on popping cheers. So I have AK. Yes, sir. Uh, with me, and he did 14 years in the penitentiary, in Arkansas State Penitentiary, right? Most definitely. Arkansas Department of Corrections. You know that place pretty well, right? <laughs> Too well. Too fucking well. <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you. I don't know it as well as you do, but I know that place pretty, you, pretty yeah, fucking good, yeah, bro. Yeah. All right. And uh, so I'm going to have AK tell his story. I want uh, What I have him on the show is for... We can break the stigma of the criminal lifestyle, the addiction lifestyle, and all these dirtbag lifestyles that we are so caught up in. And that is, it is so important to have a different aspect of people come on and tell these stories so that we can see that it is possible. So we are going to dive into, uh, we're going to paint that picture of what it was like before prison, uh-huh. right? Yeah. It was pretty dirty, wasn't it? Pretty pretty gutter. Yeah, know? pretty gutter, yeah. huh? <laughs> you don't get no gutter in my neighborhood. Yeah, well, tell us a little bit about that neighborhood where you were growing up. I mean, you know, I grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas. You know, back when it was banging in Little Rock, right after that, you know, and I'm from <laughs> Southwest, so it's like... It's in, the, it's in the Mecca. It's in the center of it. Like, everywhere, every hood, they migrate there. Yeah. So it's like, when a person go from... One place to another, you got people from this side. You got Bloods over here, Crips over here, Gangsters over here, Vice Lords over here. They all congregating here. You know, when their neighborhoods go through gentrification, you know, when they start knocking down their projects, start knocking down their neighborhoods, they all move there. So it's like you grow up around it, and then you grow up with Hispanics. You know, you grow up with people to where you can't do nothing but interact with every type of person and deal with every type of problem. Yeah. So, yeah. So do you think that having that different aspect of those different cultures, how do you think that affected you? I think it made me better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because like I say, when you can adapt, you know that you can survive anywhere. You can survive in anything because when you learn how to navigate your way through and come out unscathed, like, Gets no better. None whatsoever. I mean, I can go over here and do what I need to over here with them. I can do what I need to over here with them. And you know what? They respect me all the way around. You know, Ain't no problems nowhere. I can go to this neighborhood, this neighborhood, this neighborhood. And they're like, yeah, that's AK right there. Like, oh, yeah, this little bro right there. So you say your name was pretty well known in the oh, yeah, they fuck neighborhood. With me. They fuck with me. My, yeah. my city fuck with me. Yeah. They fuck with me. They fuck with my family. 
So it's like it ain't nothing but love there. Right. A lot of people can't have a lot of love where they come from. I know that's right. I know but that's shit, right. I come home, it's like a party every day. What do you think created that love for you? What, what what do you think you did that was so special that made these people really enjoy you being around? Because I'm just all around good dude. You know, good vibe, good energy. So it's like when you are a genuine person, when you keep it 100, when you ain't folding, when you ain't fake, when you ain't flogging, when you ain't pretending and you just being you, they see that. And they gravitate towards that because people want good energy in their life. They want people with them that they know that they can go around, have a good time, that they can enjoy, and they can be at peace with, and they can go at home at the end of the day and be like, you know what? Dude, I right. Yeah. Everybody need good people in their life. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think we're all good people to some extent. We, I think we get to choose who we're good to. Yeah. You know, and... I mean, I guess it's it's all a choice. It's who you, who are you going to choose to be the best you too? Because I mean, I'm sure that you can relate with me on this. We haven't been our best version of ourselves to everybody. Yeah. I mean, I was a dirtbag for real. <laughs> I'm just not getting to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like like I'm saying though. I'm saying I'm a good person. I'm not saying I'm a nice person. Yeah. But I'm a good person. Yeah. That's... See, I'm not saying. That I'm gonna go for all the bullshit that you got. I'm not saying that I'm finna sit here and entertain your nonsense. I'm not. I'm not finna say I'm finna sit here and baby you, that I'm finna sit here and just deal with any of this fuck shit that you got going on. It's not me. And I'm gonna let you know and I'm gonna let you have it. But I'm a good person. I got a good heart. You know what I mean? I got a good spirit. Yeah. And it's with that goodness inside me that I let you make it. I like that. I like that. Cause you know, I, I, we have a little bit of history, right? Most definitely. You're my guy. Yeah. You're so, guy. And, you know, and I, I respect that history. You and me both. So what, the time that I got to know you, which was kind of a, a, you know, a pretty cool experience for me, too, being able to go back into the reentry center that I was locked up at. Yeah. And be able to help and share my experience with people like you, which, True. let's be honest, in the penitentiary... We would have probably never, nah, probably we, never done anything. No, nah, we were at the same unit, and uh, we ain't even running to each other. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, that was that was a calico. Yeah, calico. Yeah, North Central. Right. Horrible. <laughs> it was all right. We, I mean, it ain't give me no problems. It wasn't. It wasn't that great for me, bro. I, I ain't gonna lie. It didn't give me no problems. Prison didn't really give me no problems, man. They just didn't like the shit that I did. You know what I mean? They didn't like the fact that I was a hustler. They didn't like the fact that I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. They didn't like the fact that sometimes it's hard to catch me doing what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. They didn't like the fact that pff, you might go home with it, but I'm fucking your bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they didn't like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like. So let's get into let's get into prison. Okay. You, 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 you brought in some good shit. And I want to dive into that. Okay. okay? So l tell me about, <clears throat> tell me about your first day at prison. First day of prison, just turned 19, turned 19 in the county. First day of prison, I want to say me, one of my cousins, my homeboy, and a few other people, like, we came from diagnostic. We came from diagnostic, we went to Varney Unit. You know, they call Varney Unit Gladiator School. So this 2009, this is back when it was really rocking. Yeah, I've heard stories about that. Yeah, so it's like this back in the day. So we come in the gate. Once we come in the gate, we see... Nothing but security or uh, correction officers, COs, as we call them. We see them, they smack down running down the hallway. 
So we're like, damn, what the fuck going on? You know, middle of the highway, like, fight, middle of the highway, they going at it. We like, we know what time it is, we know where we at. Yeah. But you know, for most people who don't come from that, or most people who don't know how to deal with that, they'll be like, oh. But we like, okay then, okay then, we know what's up. Like, we ain't tripping. They get nervous too, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you see people shook. They coming through diagnostic and they shook, but see the thing is with me, I believe that I've always known who I was. You know, now I may have been lost at first, but I feel like deep down in my core, I always knew who I was because I always knew who I was meant to be. So it's like with that, I had the ability to accept the things that I did and to overcome them. And most people can't do that. Would you say that knowing who you are and knowing that about yourself, do you think that came natural or was there a certain experience that pushed you into that direction of understanding? It most definitely didn't come natural. And the reason I say that is because of the traumatic experiences and the childhood experiences that I had to deal with. You know what I mean? My mom, she wasn't ever always around because, yeah, sometimes I stayed with her, but at the same time, she was young. She was in college. She had just got out. She had just got out from under her mom. So it's like she was wild. She was out there in the street. She wanted to go out. She wanted a club. She wanted a party. So it's like, and then my father, he was never in the picture. So it's like when you grow up with that, when you grow up with a parent who's not always there and a parent who you don't even know initially, you know, it incorporates insecurities into you. Like it builds those insecurities into you because you don't know who you are, because you don't even know who they are. You don't know where you come from. And I think that everybody's origin story, everybody growth and their development start with knowing where you come from. Because if you don't know what's bred into you, then how do you know who you meant to be? So let's let's talk a little bit about that. Do you think that the the absence of your father, do you think that affected you? Because huge role. I, I mean, Hugely. how how did it Greatly. affect you? Because you don't have a male figure in your in your life. You know what I mean? Like we are our fathers. Yeah. You know, and they say that you might that you are born looking like your daddy, but you die looking like your decisions. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I look like though a little bit. And it's like, yeah, I look like my brothers. Okay. But at the same time, I don't know who he is to even show me a representation of who I'm supposed to be. So how do you think that? Uh, how do you think that brought out the truth in yourself? I mean, so I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that are dealing with that, too. You know, I mean, and still adults dealing with their, yeah. their father being absent. How did you deal with that at such a young age? I misplaced it. I did not deal with it the right way. And I believe that's part of the reason what led me to prison is that the hurt and the insecurities that I had from my father not being there and from my mom being how she was and doing what she was doing, that hurt. I didn't know how to handle it properly. And I manifested that hurt and pain into anger. And it was that anger, it was that anger that had it to where I personally was lost. Now, when you say lost, do you think that was like a spiritual, a spiritual loss, or do you think that it was like, what? What do you mean, lost in that in that term? Most definitely spiritual. Okay, but emotionally, 
because I didn't know how to process things properly. I didn't know, okay, this is this, but where does this come from? I didn't know how to get to the root of problems. So it's like, I'm keeping everything surface level. I'm keeping everybody away. I'm keeping things to the point to where it's like, I can control them. Because if I'm not in control of it, then it just shows me more so that I'm lost. Because now I'm doing something that I don't want to do. But we got to understand that it's that fear of that unknown. It's that letting go that we do with our higher power that allows us to trust something or trust somebody bigger than us. Yeah. Because to us, nobody is bigger than us. Absolutely. Absolutely right, man. Absolutely right. <clears throat> okay, so the absence of your father, complete absence. And then your mother was there, but she really wasn't there. Because she was trying to live her life. Yeah. She, you know, you probably she probably felt like you robbed her of her twenties and say that, you, I, I don't you, know what she thought. Like to this day, <laughs> I still don't know what she thought. Like my grandma, my mama mama, like that was more so my mama than my mama. And you know, back then it was just common, like it was common, you know, grandmothers were raising the grandkids because they kids were still out there. So it's like it was common. My first memories are with my grandma. Yeah. You know what I mean? They ain't with my mom. Like, that woman did everything. Everything. Didn't miss a beat. Now, some of my cousins be like, well, you know, she had her flaws. Yeah, fuck that. Everybody had their flaws. Everybody had their flaws. But that woman treated me like, oh, she spoiled you. Shit, somebody needed to. Yeah, yeah right. Shit. Somebody right. needed to. Because, see, she spoiled me in a way that I feel like I needed. Like, okay, my mama, she was the type of person. She'll buy you whatever the fuck you want. She'll buy it for you. Like she gonna make it look good. She gonna make sure you dress nice. She gonna make sure that you got every toy, all of this. But we kids, what the fuck she not understanding that we need? It's just her. We just need love. We just need attention. Like we need that presence. That's what the fuck we weren't getting. See, you trying to buy love. And I had to understand that her love language was giving gifts. Mm -hmm. But it turned out that our love language as children was quality time. Yeah, affection. Yeah. Affirmations. Quality time yeah. and words of affirmation. Yeah. We need that. Why? Because we're kids. We're being nurtured. We're being molded. We're being given the tools that we need in order to grow in society and to be productive and know who we are as people. Yeah. That's good, man. That's real good. So when you so when you take that. Now your children lost. Where are they going to go looking for? The streets. And you'd say that's where you went to look for? Most definitely. Most definitely. And it's like, like I said, my city loved me from the time I was a kid. You know, genetics, genetics work halfway through it. You know, but then on top of that, man, I'm a people person. Like, it's just the Leo <laughs> in me. Like, I'm a people person. I can talk to anybody. Yeah. Man, say... You can put me right there beside that door. I guarantee you before it's over with, that motherfucker gonna start talking to me. You wouldn't even believe it. Like, yeah. bro, I know I'm tripping. Like, you think you were drunk or high or some shit. You'll be like, man, I would make a mute figure out how to speak words. Like, no yeah. cap, like, no talk. That's what's up, bro. So let's talk about the love that you got from the city. Uh, where, where where did you find that love? Who gave you that love? What, what was all that what, talk, talk about that love. It came from everywhere. That love came from everywhere. That love came from women, of course. Hey, they love me and I love them. 
Like, no cap. They love me and I love them. But then it's like my partners in the neighborhood, you know? The homies, the bros, that's a little bit older than me. You know, the ones who took me under their wing and they like, like I say, little bro. You know, like they got love for me. Now I'm not saying that their love is the correct and proper love. Because being part, being part of an organization, like being in any, any street activity, gang activity, any of that, like, that's not the angle that you're supposed to take. Yeah. yeah. You know, because if it was real love, then I'd be like, hey, man, you better stay in them books. Hey, you better stay in school. Hey, you better go to college. Hey, you better do something. It ain't, yeah, come on, get down with the team, homie. Did they, did this organization, <clears throat> this family, did they not only encourage you to do things that were against your morals or did, were they pushing you to be a gentleman? No. You know what? I can also say that they never pushed me towards anything, but they never dissuaded me. You know what I mean? They were open arms and, and gung-ho for whatever, but they never dissuaded me. So they didn't They didn't encourage you to do They didn't encourage yeah. But see, like I say, when you lost and you a boy out there in the streets and you want to be a man and you ain't got no male figure to look up to, that's who you look up to. Yeah, you're you're probably to that point, because I've been there too, of willing to do whatever it takes to get somebody else's approval. Yeah. Yeah. And you seeking approval in other people. Yeah. Because you need that validation. Because see, you're not getting that validation at home. And that's where it starts. You're not getting it. You ain't got your pops there telling you that he's proud of you when you go to school, make good grades. See, you ain't got your mom there sitting there telling you that she's proud of you all the time. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, she did it here and there. Yeah, she going to do the shit. She going to do the shit that make it look real good. You know, like she going to sit there and she going to go to the PTA meetings. She going to go to your games. You know, anything to where she can show her ass and show that she there, that's what she going to do. Yeah. She ain't going to sit there 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, like, where the fuck she at? 2 o'clock in the morning, like, where the fuck she at? Uh, her, and her, her and her crew, they out partying, they out kicking it. Shit. 3 a.m. when you feel like somebody outside, where the fuck she at? Man, a bitch said my mama call on fire one time. <laughs> oh my God! Tell us God. about it. Look, I don't know. You don't know, man. <laughs> That's what Mama said. Huh? Just came outside, and the motherfucking car was on fire, bro. Yeah. Like, hey, she had a two thousand hundred cord, like the motherfucker was green. So it's like two thousand. So it's like ninety nine. So I'm like nine ten. Never forget it. Like we stayed, we stayed over here on Earhart. It's like right over there on Pinecone. So we fucking around. We stayed over there. Yeah. And next thing you know, you just, you just, you just hear some shit. You know what I mean? Like. Damn. Okay. Can you see some light outside? You see her go out there? You go out there, you like. <laughs> that motherfucker just lit. Yeah. Like that motherfucker smoked. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah. So now let her tell it. Oh, they thought it was a homegirl car. So homegirl and was beefing with another girl about a nigga, about a dude or whatever. And boom. Like, that's what they was on. 2000, they said people cars on fire. That's, that's some gangster shit. How old do you think you were when that happened? I was say, she had a 2000 Honda, bro, so I had to be like 19. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a two thousand, like a two thousand round two. So anywhere between a nine and twelve range, like this shit was crazy. So, so that was like the lifestyle that you were raised in. So would you say that that kind of stuff was normal to you? It normalized unnormal behavior. Yeah. You know, most definitely. But that's what a neighborhood will do to you. Like it'll normalize unnormal behavior. Like the way that we live or the way that we used to live is not normal behavior. It's not the way that you conduct yourself as a civilian. And like my guy, like John John B asked me, he be like, oh man, oh, so people gotta understand they gotta let it go. But I be telling them like, yeah. But they gotta understand they gotta let it go when they leave prison. You can't do it while you're still in prison. Why why do you think that is? Why do I think that you can't do it while you're in prison? Yeah. Because you're still part of the code. You still gotta abide by them rules. Because see, prison is a place to where you can't seriously, oh, I'm a civilian and decide that you're going to go tell on everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Not type of, I know. It's not the right. type of fucking party, bro. <laughs> it ain't that kind of party. Nah, you're not from the fucking sit here <laughs> and go tell on Tom, Dick, and Jerry and then think that you're going to be all right. Like, no, nah, that ain't what's popping. Right. But if you out here paying your motherfucking taxes in the streets, you a civilian, you ain't breaking the law, it's like you didn't switched over. Like, you have jumped the fence. You are no longer a part of this life. You're a civilian. Somebody shoot at you, you don't shoot back. You call the fucking police. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but back in the day, somebody shot at you, you better shoot better. Yeah. <laughs> like, for real. Yeah. Like, it's progression. Yeah, it's true. It's progression. Yeah. It's growth. It's understanding, hey, you know what? That was me. This is me. Yeah. And it's about survival. And the only way you can survive it's about doing the right thing and putting yourself first. I really like that, man. I really do like that. Because that's what I've had to do on my journey. You know, like, for me to be able to get out of <clears throat> uh, my stigma of being a junkie and an addict and alcoholic and, and felon and all that, which some of the those stigmas still are carried on by from others. Yeah. But for me, that's the most important stigma. Because, you know, I'd, I'd be riding in the in the car and somebody, somebody be in the car with me and say, oh, shit, I'm automatically looking for the police. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm like, shit, where they at? You know what I'm saying? But but that stigma is so hard to break, man. And so and and you mentioned kind of getting out of that lifestyle and, and not having to live by that code. How is that? How, how does somebody that is struggling with getting away from that? How, how would you what, what what's your advice on getting out of that code? Find out who you are. You got to know who the fuck you are. Because if you don't, your decisions will not sit right with you. And see, that goes more so to the point of you have to find out what is your why. A person has to know their why. You got to sit there and know what is the reason that you get up every morning? What is the reason that you are here? Who am I and why am I? Why am I here? What is your why? What is your purpose in this life? Because, see, if you find out your purpose, then your purpose will guide you and direct you in the way that you meant to go. Yeah, you start, you really just start kind of flowing with that, uh, flowing with that flow, man. Yeah. That, that energy just start coming yeah. through and, and and opportunity starts breeding opportunities. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you're loving life, man. 
people come into your life that are good for you. The people that are bad for you continue to leave. Things seem complicated, but really they're not. Simple. They're just like Simple. separating ways. Yeah. You want to know yeah. why? Because you align yourself in your purpose. Yeah. Once you align yourself to your purpose where you are meant to be, that is direction that you are meant to be. That means people that are aligned the same way. People who are meant to go the same way that you are going to take the same route, the same road, that you know what? They're going to tag along because they were always meant to be alone. Yeah. And the people who were not meant to go that direction, they're either going to fall off or go to another direction. Yeah. Why? Because their purpose was not your purpose. Right. Everybody got a purpose. Right. You're absolutely right. You know, and, and that's the thing, too. Like, I've experienced getting out of prison this time. And and you know staying clean and and doing the things that I need to Proud do. Of you, dog. I ain't Proud got a homeboy. You, you know I ain't got a lot of friends, yeah, bro. Because they weren't your care. friends in the first place. Right. See, right. they were your baggage. Right. They were your weights. They were holding you yeah. down from the greatness that was meant for you. Yeah. That's all it was. See, they were they were cement blocks on your feet. Yeah. yeah. All they were trying to do was put you at the middle, put you at the middle, and put you in the deepest part of the river. Yeah. And just let you sink. Yep. But see, when you show them, hey, bitch, I can float. Yeah, I ain't got shit for you. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're like, oh, you think you better than me. Oh, man, remember, you still ain't shit. No, you remember, I am the shit. Right. You remember that I am somebody. Right. And you know what the difference is? I know who I am and you don't. Yeah. That's why you steady hiding yourself behind this. You hiding yourself behind your addicts, your addictions. You hiding yourself behind everything that you did. You hiding yourself and you trying to escape from it. Yeah. Stop escaping from life. Yeah. Come to life. Yeah. Because when you come to life, God got a life for you. Yeah. yeah. You can't lose like that. Can't. Align yourself to your fucking purpose. Yeah, because I mean you can't lose because you're not competing with nobody else. It ain't a competition no more when you find your purpose and you start aligning yourself up with that. that you your biggest competition. Yeah. You your biggest competition. Yeah. You your only competition. Only you can get in your way of what God got for you. What right. God got for me is for me and can't nobody ever fucking take that from me. Right. Now, do you, so let's talk about getting in the way of that purpose. Do you believe that... <clears throat> so you what, let's talk about your charges because I, I want to get into... Okay. If that was part of that purpose for you to be where you're at today, mm -hmm. uh, so what 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 did what did you go to prison for? You did so, 14 years. I did 14 years. Okay, I had 23 felonies. I had I had what was it? I had 12. I had like 12 violent crimes and like 11 non-violent crimes, all in all. So I had aggravated robbery, like three counts to that. I had aggravated residential burglary, pulling the kick though. Um, I had criminal intent to commit capital murder because I. didn't you know, shot a couple of people. And I had terroristic acts. I had unlawful discharge fire from a vehicle. And I had like little petty stuff, but like I said, most of it was violent. And I am a violent offender. Um did some violent shit, but it was because, like I said, I had misplaced anger. I had misplaced life goals. And then I felt like my pride was so big because I felt like I had something to prove. Felt like I had something to prove. Not to them, but to myself. Like I had to prove that I was man enough. I had to prove that I was a man. I had to Did prove you prove that? Oh, fuck no. Yeah. I didn't start proving that until I found out who I actually was. When I started digging down at the root and looking and seeing, okay, this is my fucking problem. Okay, this is what the fuck is wrong with me. Why am I like this? Why do I keep making these same mistakes? 
And when I got to the root and started figuring out, okay, childhood this, childhood that. Okay, I think like just because of that. When I started putting in the work, then I was able to prove to myself that I was a man. Because you know what? I faced every fear that was a fear. Yeah. I faced every situation that was a situation. I faced every argument or every conversation that I needed to have with the people I needed to have it with in order for me to grow. In order for me to know, like, I did that. It don't get no bigger than that. Because I deal with I deal with what I need to. Because I got I had to get it out of the way. Would you say that you actually had somebody, because this happened in prison, did yeah. the self-discovering yeah. and all that. Did you have somebody in prison that was guiding you on that way? No. Or did you do this all by yourself? No, all by myself. All by myself, man. Say 2012, I'm in the Supermax right after the Super Bowl. I'm in the Supermax, got caught with a phone, got caught hustling a little bit. So I'm sitting in the cell and I had this crazy-ass dream. Like, crazy-ass dream. Like, I'm sitting here. And I'm asleep, but in my dream, it's like I see my moms, I see my pops, like, and I see some of my family. It's like inside the dream, like my daddy, like he always been a hustler, but now it's like he a pimp. But then it's like my mama strung out, and I'm like, hold on, like my pops a hustler, so you know this already throwing me off. Like he ain't pimp shit. He might buy some pussy, but he ain't pimp shit. You know what I mean? I mean he might, he, you know, he might do a little bit here. And yeah. There. But then it's like, man, my mama she ain't do drugs, but here it is. She strung out. Like, she strung out, hooker hoe type, you know what I mean? And I'm like, but it's like I'm outside this outside this building. I'm like, I'm talking to him. I'm like, man, what you got going on? He's like, shit, here's what it is. People going to do what they want to do. Hell, you know what I mean? So shit, baby, I'm going to do what I got to do. And then, like, she fucked around and, like, got shot or, or something. But inside the dream, like, I woke up. When I woke up, I was crying. Like I was crying in my sleep. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, okay, so I'm trying to put two and two together. I'm like, this ain't him and this ain't her. I'm like, but it's symbolic. Like, and I, I felt that God was telling me, like, if you keep going down the road that you do, that it will affect the people that you love the most. And it was there in the cell where I told him, I said, I don't want to be like this no more. I said, this ain't what I want. I said, man, whatever you need me to do, man, I'm going to start doing it. Like, I'm going to put it in the work. Like, I, I got to be better. And this happened in the Supermax. Yeah, in the Vaughn Supermax, 2012, this middle of February. Like, I'm there. Sell, what, 275? Like, third tier, in the corner, balled up. Crying like a bitch. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like and it's... that's a, you know, it, when I got put in the hole, which ain't nothing near like Supermax. And so I did two and a half years in the Supermax <laughs> all in all. Yeah. So that's when it was like, that's when the reality check started coming. You know, I spent 24 hours a day, 30 days, 30 days in a row. It's a long time to be in a little bitty cell. Yeah. With no sunlight, nothing, yeah. eating the bare minimum. But uh, it, that, it really brought like, okay, who am I? You know what I'm saying? I kept asking myself that. Who am I? I got to figure this shit out. Because whoever this is, I do not like them right now. Yeah, you know that whole time I'm doing for you, boy. It'll yeah. change your life around. It will. It will. Hey, man, I've seen a lot of good people lose their mind back there. 
You know what I mean? Like shitting, shit on itself, throwing shit on the wall, throwing piss on people, you know, like shit, just going crazy back there in themselves. Yeah. But I thank God every day, like God made me strong-minded, you know what I mean? He made it to where I knew what it was that I was supposed to do. So I ain't never really just have to, I ain't never lose it. I was always there. I was always cognizant, you know what I mean? I was always straight. Yeah. 14 years is a long fucking time. That's a long fucking time. Bro, but you know, it's so crazy. Like, I be out here, like, I be moving because I got motion. Yeah. So it's like when I be moving, like, I tell a person, I be like, yeah, you know, I just got out. They be like, you for real? I'm like, hell yeah, I just got out not too long ago. You don't seem like it. Like, if you would have never said nothing about it, I would have never known. Right. Yeah. That's because you want to know why? Because my body was there, but I was free the whole time. Yeah. You know, prison is a spiritual thing. It's a mental thing. So it's like that whole time I was there, I wasn't there. Even while I was in there, I didn't move like I was there. I didn't get confined and stuck in what was going. No, I had motion in there. So it's like I'm making my own way. Yeah. They tell you to walk in the yellow line shit. Me, I'm I'm walking on the outside of it. Just because, you know, it's the small shit that matter. They tell you to make your bed every morning. Fuck making that bed. Because, yeah, when I'm at home, yeah, I make my fucking bed every day. Yeah. But it's just the fact that you are trying to conform me. Yeah. Like you're trying to make me conform to your rules. Yeah. And that ain't me. Yeah. But you know what? I know how to play my part. So you know what? I know how to adapt. So I'm going to move my way through here. Yeah. But I'm going to do this shit over here. Yeah. So let's talk about moving in prison. Okay. Motion, baby. Motion, baby. Let's talk about some of that motion, right? <laughs> so you said you were in the Supermax because you got busted with, uh, with, a phone. with a phone and Every some other shit. Every time I went to the Supermax, bro, it was about a phone. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I got to stay tapped in, man. I'm connected like Wi-Fi, so I had to, <laughs> you know what I mean, but I had to stay active. <laughs> so let's talk about some of those hustles. Okay. So would you say that you made some money in prison? Fucking right. Yeah. I took care of myself in prison. Don't get me wrong. Now, I had some females along the way that helped me out. You know what I mean? But like I tell them, bro, you here because I want you to be here. You ain't here because I need you to be here. Right. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm motion. Like, I'm going to make some shape. I ain't going to sit here with the bare minimum. Like, I don't know. I'm going to take care of myself. I ain't calling home asking folks, hey, put this on here. Nah, hell nah. I'm sending money home. Like, what's up? You straight? You need something? So if my family send me something, it's just a blessing, you know what I mean? And the only time that I would call is if I'm already like, hey, say I'm in a hole back here, like, uh, go on and throw something on there and I'm going to give it back to you. Because some of them, some of them I hold close and dear to my heart. Yeah. You know, I got a couple cousins that's like my sisters, like them two right yeah. there. Don't die about them. Got yeah. action about them. Like, it's up, off the rip. Right. Why? Every step of the way, they were there. Every step of the way, you can't miss that. Nigga, they were there more than my mom. Yeah, that you know that's hard to find too. Cause yeah. Yeah, I had my grandparents <clears throat> with me while I was in prison, and uh, which they you know they don't really know how to take care of a motherfucker in prison. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I had nobody. Like all these people out here that I was fucking with in the streets, I wasn't getting no letters. I I would be sitting. I was that dude at mail call going, "Please send me a letter." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> It was hard, yeah. bro. That shit was rough. Hey, look, that's one of my first days in prison, though. My first days in prison, old school dude told me, he said, hey, man, I'm going to tell you two things. He said, boy, you got 14 years ago. I'm going to tell you two things. Listen up. Listen good now. Number one, don't be up here in no mail call because it's going to be a lot of days where it don't nothing come. Don't be up here listening to your name. When you know the mail call finna come, find you something else to do. That way, if it come, it come. If it don't, it don't. Don't be up here waiting on that shit. Cause it's gonna fuck you up. Number two, 
Don't get caught up in this shit these niggas got going. Find your own wave. Ride that motherfucker to the end. He said, hell, and do your time from prison to prison. Don't try to do all your time in one prison. He said, because I promise you, I didn't already did it. And I'm telling you, when you go from one unit to the next unit, you go here for two years, go here for a year. He said, that time going to fly because by the time you get adjusted and acclimated to that unit and move to another one, you'll realize two or three years and already went by. And see, I didn't believe that at first because when I first got to Vaughn, I was there five and a half years. And I'm like, man, I'm going to do all my time here. Like, I got this bitch mapped out. They sent me to the max and let me right back out. And I'm back doing the same shit. I'm still out here selling this. I'm selling dope. I'm selling selling dope, selling coke, selling heroin, selling whatever the fuck you need me to sell. All in prison. Yeah, all in prison. Yeah. All in prison. Any type of drug you want, bro. Holler me. You want some shine? Yeah. I got you. You want a stick? I got you. Yeah. You want some meth? I got you. Want some ice? Got you. Yeah. Whatever you need. You want that? You got that? I got you. Don't worry about it. You want a phone? I got you, boy. Yeah. Whatever you need. Now, but did you use while you were in prison? Oh, I ain't ever used drugs. Yeah. Ever. Only yeah. thing I did was smoke weed a little bit. Yeah. And I got so goddamn high in the supermax smoking weed to where it scared me straight. You think I'm bullshitting? Must have been some good shit. Man, say, fire. <laughs> Gotta know I ain't getting number pressure. Yeah. Like, for real, the bros, they ain't gonna send me number pressure. Yeah. Shit scared me. Like, I'm in the cell. I'm steady smoking. Like, because he ain't got shit else to do. I'm in the cell. I had a uh, Blackbeard back then. I had a Blackbeard in a cell. I ain't doing shit. I got this little chick from South Korea. Like... Got motion with her. Then I just broke up with my ex because I'm going back and forth with her, back and forth with her, telling her, telling her, go ahead and live a life. But then at the same time, I'm coming right back like, nah, like, I really don't want you to leave. To the point to where she's like, man, look, you stressing me out. Like, I ain't eating. Like, I'm losing weight. She was like, it's just too much. She was like, like, I want to ride this motherfucker out with you till the wheels fall off. She was like, but you fucking with my health. And I'm sitting there trying to, I'm pleading. I'm like, man, come on, come on, man. Like, nah. Yeah. Because yeah. now I'm sitting there bullshitting. Because I'm trying to deal with this time myself. Like, this 2011, I've been here two years. You know what I mean? I've been here two years. But I got 12 more to do. And I'm sitting in this cell like, damn, man. I got like 12 fucking years of this shit. Like, fuck. Like, that's a long fucking time. It's a long time, Yeah, bro. but I'm sitting here. I'm high as fuck oh. in this cell. Thinking about this shit. I'm steady rolling, steady smoking. And I done got so high, like... So I'm already wiping the door down with salt. I mean, with, uh, with soap. Like, I done put soap in a sock and I done crunched it up. That way it's like baby powder. And I'm still beating it, trying to make sure that the weed smell don't come through like that. Like Paranoid. I done, yeah, like I done wet the door seal. Like, I'm high. But I done got so high, I'm smoking this shit. Man, I got so high and was puffing so much to where when I pulled in, man, the whole motherfucking joint went in. And the ashes went in and everything. I was, <coughs> I say, oh no. I say, I'm too motherfucking. I say, when you get to the point where you smoking ashes, <laughs> to where you ain't even got a roach in them yeah. up, I say, oh no, I'm too high, man. I say, oh, this year. Good. Yeah. Last time I smoked. Last time I smoked. May 2011. <laughs> yeah. Last time smoking weed. <clears throat> yeah. So it's like, prison, prison is life changing, but people got to understand that it's a world inside of a world. You know what I mean? They got to understand that even though we gone, we still in a world, and a lot of people don't understand that world. Like, I done seen some crazy shit in prison. Like, I done seen some wild shit. Like, what do you, what do you think is the craziest shit you've seen in prison? I don't know. 
Like, it's all crazy. Like, I done seen babies being made. Like, shit. Like, I didn't got a girl pregnant before. Like, oh. Uh, Wait, hold up. Huh? You got a girl pregnant before in prison. Most definitely. So Most tell us a little bit about definitely. that. It's just, it's just crazy. Like, I had just got back to this unit. Like, I had been gone for some years. But it's like over these years, I done matured. Like, you know, I came in a little scrawny kid, like 143 pounds. Yeah. Now when I get back there, though, I'm like 205, 210. Yeah. So it's like, I'm yoked, I'm ready. But my mind, that's what's yoked, that's what's ready. Like, it ain't nothing but men that come off of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it ain't number pressure because I done found out who I am. Like, I done had the time to realize the man that I'm supposed to be. And it's like it emanate. Like you can feel that in my aura. You can feel the leader in me. You can feel the God in me. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can feel that king. And it's like that king demand that respect. And then so it's like I done been in so many different units now and had motion in so many different places and blessed so many people along the way to where it's like, and there is love. Now don't get me wrong, you got your ones that's gonna hate because they wanna emulate. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just what it is. You can't beat me because it's only one me. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the girl. She was a guard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, but that ain't. But I mean, that has to take some. I mean, that has to take some confidence to walk up to a guard and be like, "Yo, you want to fuck?" I mean, how how to go nah, down nah, like nah, that? No, 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 it ain't like that. How to go it. down, bro? Like it's just like in the streets, motherfuckers walk up and tell you that they want to fuck you. <laughs> oh, okay. Like so, this guard came on to you. Told my little partner was like, "Hey, yeah. you remember how? Because I had ended up checking on the accident." Because when I walked by with some of my little partners, like, I guess she was talking to somebody else. She was like, yeah, go ahead. Keep on walking, bitch. So I'm like, I say, who the fuck you talking to? And she's like, like, she's stuck face. She deer in the headlights. Like, she, yeah. like, who the fuck you talking to? I said, I don't know who the fuck you used to around here, but let me get you to understand something real quick. I don't know what you with or who you with, but I'm not that nigga. But you ever let something like that come out your motherfucking mouth talking to me? You better put some respect on that shit. And she like, I wasn't even talking to you. I, I was talking to I was talking to him. I'm like, ah, well, you shouldn't talk to no man like that, period. Yeah. <laughs> and then so I boom, so we leave. So when we leave, like my little partner, I guess he went back later on. Because they were just, they just trapping, they just in the hallway, you know, they just out there. So he like, oh, man, bro. He said, man, little mama say she want to fuck you. I'm like, who? He said, man, little mama, you talked bad to her earlier. He was like, she told me, she was like, oh, like, you remember how I told you that for every woman, it's one man that they know that they'll get that pussy to and they just drop that shit for? He was like, yo. She was like, that's him. She was like, I'm going to fuck him. Like, he can get this pussy whenever he want it. I bullshit you not. And you got it. This was a Thursday. Like, I just got it on a Thursday. That Saturday, I was knee-deep in in the bathroom. Like, knee-deep in her. <laughs> digging out. And then it had been like two years since I had had some because I had been to this. I had went to fucking Calico. <laughs> and, you know, ain't nothing going on up there on but a whole Calico. bunch of prison time. Yeah. So it's like when I went up there, it was completely square John. Like, yeah. it wasn't no fucking off because they tell you in orientation, like, hey. We will give you the max amount of time we can, and we are fucking friends with the judge. We went to school with him. He went to school with some of our family, so we're going to give you the max. You only got to tell me once, player. Yeah. You ain't got to worry about an ink, <laughs> an inkling Nothing. of no fuck up for me. Yeah, because yeah, I don't want no more time. <laughs> yeah, I'm no. scared. They ain't giving me. 14 years, I bet not. They not giving me more time for fucking phones. Yeah. 
and they give motherfuckers five years, five years, and they ain't even giving me none for this because it don't do shit because I got so much time on the 70. Yeah. So they ain't fucking with me. They let me slide on this. Yeah. Shit, I ain't finna catch myself up on that one. Hell yeah, slid in them. Like 45 minutes just in there just slabbing her out. <laughs> like, I didn't bust like once then and then before she left that day, like hit her again, bust hit her again, bust in her again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, fuck. Like I ain't missing twice in one day. <laughs> Show his shit's thing. A couple weeks later. But the craziest part is. The girl had a boyfriend, she say, but they had broke up for like two weeks or whatever. I don't know. But moral of the story is she got pregnant, got back with the baby. I mean, got back with the uh, with her baby daddy, which was her boyfriend, because they already had one together. But hell, you can't bring no, no other nigga baby home. <laughs> you can't bring no other man baby home. So she's pregnant. She's pregnant with your kid. And she's telling the baby daddy it's his kid. Yes. But they broke up. Yeah. And he's like, But you know they be lying. Boy, they that broke baby ain't up. No, 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 no. The baby ain't born. Like she had okay. an abortion. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because that's a confusing situation. Like when, yeah. it, when it's time to come out and that baby looking like me, looking like a whole bunch of me, and it's like, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and she probably didn't know whose it was. You know, she probably didn't know if it was mine or if he is. Yeah. But see, so it's like, Man, it don't matter. Guards, nurses, administration, it don't matter. Over with. What? Over with. If I want you, you got. It. <clears throat> yeah. That's a whole, that's a, that's a whole mindset that, you know, it took me years to figure that shit out. You know what I'm saying? About who I am, know my truth, and feel confident in every way I move. You know, and I still get, I still go through these days where I doubt myself. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, what? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah. Am, am I really good at this shit? Yeah. Or and that, great at this it shit, fucks boy. with me some days. You know what great I'm saying? At this shit. But uh, I just I keep I keep going. Well, this is who I am. You know, I know I know who I am, and I step up with that confidence, and exactly. I, do, I do what I'm supposed to do, whether people like it or not. Fuck with you know like. what I'm saying? But I like it. If you and like I think it, that's I love what's it. important. That's right. what the fuck matter. <laughs> Right. If you fucking love what you're doing, who else do we give a fuck right. about? And that goes to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you if you like what you're doing, if you love what you're doing, do that shit to the fullest. Hey, and don't let that. anybody stop you. Nobody. Run that yeah. motherfucker to the wheels, fella. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what they talking about. Cause they can't do it. They just want to hold you down because they know that they can't do it. Right. They just want to be you. Right. So they can't stay down on you. Yeah. They try to tell you that you can't make it because they know that they can't make it. And it's yeah. that fuck shit. When they supposed to be bringing you up, when they supposed to be supporting you, they want to hold you the fuck down. It's or they're scared shit. to even try it. Yeah. You know, you know, and I've dealt with that too with, with, with what I do with this podcast is a lot of people come and try to tell me how I'm supposed to be doing this podcast. I'm like, hold up, man. Where yours at? Yeah, where is your shit, bro? Yeah. Show yeah. me through an example. Yeah. Show me you got 60,000 views. Show me that you got... I don't know, a hundred thousand followers. Yeah, show me, day. show me where you progressing. Show yeah. me where you getting it. Is it monetary? Yeah. Show me to where you got this shit and it's beneficial. Let me see that. Yeah. If you can't, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you ain't got shit. Get the fuck out my business. Yeah. You need to be asking me, yeah. can you get on this motherfucker? <laughs> That's what you need to do. Right. So okay, so we, we've talked about the prison with with hooking up with the guards. Uh, we've talked about bringing in cell phones. Um, full disclaimer full disclaimer <laughs> this shit is just for kicks and giggles this shit is not actuality it is not based on real life events 
Anything said here is just for publication purposes. <laughs> this is not based on anything that is true. Got that shit cleared. Gotta put this disclaimer in. Because <laughs> Making of, all this shit up. Because anything else is entrapment. Making all this up is just for content. Yes. It's for content purposes. <laughs> Do y'all see me? Yeah. You like that? Content purposes. <laughs> shit. So, all right. So, 14 years. Um... You found yourself a few years after being there. Um, you, you went through. Can you can you talk about anybody that was important to you while you were there? Because I, I know how it is. We we make this brotherhood in there. We were close to these people. Yeah. Talk, tell me about one, one of those or two of those people. And how did they influence you to become a better person? I had one partner. He was from Pine Bluff, man. His name was Tuck. You know, his name Mario Scott, actually. When we called him Tuck, you know, but everybody called him Koki. Like, like dude was like a real big brother to me. You know what I mean? And I say, because he had a nigga back. Like, he was with a nigga 100% of the way, you know. And it's like, from the time I got there, like, we just clicked. Like, we just vibed on a hustle mentality. Like, we just vibed on the whole organization type of shit. Like, we just, like, he was like a big brother to me. Everybody else was around my age, so it's like everybody else really, like, they were my homies, they were my partners, they were people I grew up with. You know, like, my best friend was in there. You know what I mean? He robbed the bank. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so he was there. And it's like some of my cousins was there. Some of my day ones was there. So it's like, and a lot of the people that I were in there, we like, we still conversate and congregate to this day. Like, we out. And we all got motion. Like, we all doing stuff. Like, we all starting our own businesses. Like, we all in our own field, in our own lane, and we growing, you know, like, I got a little homie that's going through CDL school right now. I got a homie that got a truck. I got a homie that got two trucks. You know, my brother, he went to the feds. He got he got trucks, you know, like, I've been out since February. I got out, I got out of fucking reentry in July. August, I got off an ankle monitor, bro, I started my own business. You know what I mean? I got my LLC. You know, I got, I got my business accounts, you know, I'm, Creating a website. Like, this epicenter vision that I got, like, this epicenter vision that I got is epic. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why the name of my business is Epicenter. Why? Because we're we movers and shakers. Like, we in the midst of everything. You ain't, this going to be, this going to be something that you can grow on and hold on to. Yeah. Like, we all full circle. Like, trucking lanes, forex trading lanes, home repair, apartment repair, real estate investing, you know, like, we everywhere. Like we not missing no we not missing nothing. And we trying to invest and we giving back like nonprofit. We ain't even nonprofit, but we nonprofit. Yeah. Like we trying to give back. We trying to help. We trying to get invested in. Like, and it's just this vision that I'm growing. Yeah. Most people ain't even most people ain't stepping out and stepping how they supposed to be stepping. Man, I came to execute. I ain't come to play. Right. I ain't come to play. Right. Like I came to go ahead and build something. Why? Because legacy is important to me. Yeah. Because I ain't got no kids, but I guarantee you when I have some, I want them motherfuckers to know, yeah, pops did his thing. Like, yeah. pops put us where we supposed to be. Ain't no five, ten baby mamas. Nah, they going to know that I was there, that I was present. Yeah. They going to know that everything I did was for them. When I show them how to build themselves up, when I show them how to move, how they supposed to move, come on now. It ain't going to be no better. Right. Give them everything that you didn't have yeah. and that you had to go through those hard times and everything like that. And, you know, <clears throat> I'm, I really 
am grateful for all the hard times that I went through, right? Because it did make me into the person I am today. It gave me the life experience, the stories to share, the uh, personality. I mean, I, I walk this way, I talk this way, I look this way because of my life experience. And I wouldn't want to rob anybody from that, but... Th- also on the, on the other side of that I don't have I don't want my kid to go through all that shit in order to find himself mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying <clears throat> which it, you know I I just got word too like he's going through some shit and and I haven't seen him in 10 years and I'm fighting right now to get that back in my life yeah and you know it takes a while addiction has taken a lot from me and and my my son is one of those but I'm I'm breaking that stigma, bro. And I'm breaking that personal stigma in order to get back in that fight and start swinging again. You know what I mean? I but uh, it's it's so it's so important, bro. And so that brings us to kind of where you're at today. You know, you kind of just talked a bit about your network and the people that you were in with and how y'all are all moving together and making these moves and, and doing some uh, productive, successful things. And I love that because that what that means is that you learned from what you were, were at. You took which where you were and you made something about yourself. Yeah, today. Well, it was like college. You yeah. know, it's like street college. Because you can sit there, you can sit there in prison and you can fall victim to what it is that they got set up for you. Like I say, you can conform or you can adapt. And see, when you conform, that means that you go in what they got in the institutionalization process that they got for you. Mm-hmm. Like you can be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Or you can adapt. See, adapt is to where you see what they got going, but you know how to make it work for you. Yeah. To where it don't work against you. And seeing that adapting process, like I said, you treat it like college. Because you got to think about it. You got a whole bunch of different types of mindsets right here. So this psychology one-on-one right here. Right. Because now you get to watch people. You get to see how they move. You get to see why they move. You get to see why they think the way they think, why they move the way they move. And you know how to play them. Yeah. You know how to win in a position. Because why? I tell people all the time, bro, I ain't got to be around you to know what you're talking about. Right. Because you know what? God blessed me with something. You know, when I aligned with God and I aligned with my purpose, bro, he, he 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 gave me discernment. And it wasn't just discernment, but he gave me a third eye. And see, with this eye right here, see, it's soul catching. It's spirit binding. So it's like, I see you. And I tell people all the time, I be like, hey, like your aura off. They be like, what you mean? I'm like, cuz, bro, you got energy around you. Like, you got energy. And like that energy, it vibrates off of you. And it's just boom, 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 boom at all times. And see them waves, like it's in color to me, like it come in different hues to me. So it's like, if you good energy, like I see it, it's bright. You know what I mean? It's shining, it's yellow. But if you got some fuck shit in you, like it come off dark. You know, I ain't gonna say just black and bleak, but it come off with a little red to it or with a little green to it. You know, let me know that you a little envious type, you a little jealous type. You know, let me know that you a little snake. You know what I mean? And then when them colors start coming in all mixed in, it's to let me know that, oh, you don't even know who the fuck you are. Right. Like, you don't even know. Because, see, one minute you're here, one minute you're there, like, you're everywhere. Like, you just, you just slithering your way through. Like, it's just a whole lot of snake in you. Yeah. And, see, I can see it. So, it's like, when you talking about me, or when you trying to get some people against me, like, my my part in them ain't got to come tell me. They ain't got to tell me that because I see it. Right. You can already read that. Yeah, I feel it. Like, God already done lined me up with it. But you know what? 
we got a saying, bro. We lay low and play slow. Cause see, I ain't looking for no problems. I just want to keep doing me. Right. You know? I just want to keep making my little money. I just want to keep fucking how I'm fucking. I just want to keep active on my phone like I'm on my phone. But then when you bring that problem to me, then it's when you get to see the gangster in me. And see, it's the gangster in me that they don't be ready for. Yeah. Because they be like, ah, oh, man, dude, lay back. Dude, the player, man, dude, ain't about that shit. Woo, 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 woo. But then they be like, but then you got all these niggas over here who's like, shit, all right. I'll keep playing with that nigga thing <laughs> with that shit. <laughs> yeah. And you know, they're like, yeah. I, so that, that is a question I wanted to ask you. What is your definition of a gangster? My definition of a gangster is somebody who stand on business. Like, he stand on business. Like, gangster don't mean that you the hardest motherfucker. It just mean that you stand on business. Like, no matter what happens, you up front, you upright, and you handle it however it need to be handled. Because, see, you can be a gangster in your own right just by doing what you need to do as a man. That's some gangster shit. Like when I see dudes and they taking care of their family, when they taking care of their son or their daughter and they there or they present, like that's some gangster shit to me. Because motherfuckers ain't standing on business because see, you made that. You created that, but then you want to go run and act like that motherfucker ain't yours. Oh man, she was fucking such and such. Did you go get tested? Did you go see? Did you go try? Oh man, she won't let me see him. Did you go put yourself on child support? Did you go try to be present? Did you try to go get custody? Or you just going with, see, that ain't gangster shit. See, gangster is when you stand on business. When you know that's your business and it got to be stood on, you stand firm on that shit. That's what gangster is. Yeah. So it's like with me, like me in prison, like I don't want no problems. Like I ain't going around spreading rumors. I ain't going around talking about you. I ain't going around in your business. Nah, I ain't worried about nobody business but mine. <laughs> that's it. I ain't worried about nobody business with mine. You wanna know Because at the end of the day, that's the only person I'm sleeping with is me. Right. Especially in prison. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got some niggas who ain't sleeping <laughs> with themselves. You got some fuck niggas in there. Like yeah. a lot of them. Like, and they be fucking you up sometimes. Because it's like, it be niggas that you know. Yeah. And that shit just be crazy. Yeah. Like niggas you grew up with in the neighborhood or niggas that you like. We had a, we had a little homie from my neighborhood. Like, I was back there in the Max and I heard about him. Like, let a punk suck his dick. You know what I mean? So it's like one of the homies from the hood, you know, who was really standing on standing on business, you know, who was real big in the hood. He was, shit, he told him, it's over with. You can't claim the neighborhood. You can't claim shit. And then stabbed him a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Because, see, our neighborhood, here, our neighborhood here, we don't play. Because, see, you got all these neighborhoods who got a whole bunch of people. Like, they, it's everybody. Like, it's a whole bunch of them. You know, they got strength in numbers. But shit, where we go, it ain't always strength in numbers. But they know not to fuck with it because they know that them niggas, they're going to stand on business. Yeah. Like, them niggas, they're about that action. They ain't going to play with it. They cool as fuck. They some money-getting niggas because our hood is just money-getting motherfuckers. And we ain't number some players and some money-getting motherfuckers. But they know. Don't fuck with them niggas because they going to go there. If you ain't ready to go there, don't go there. Yeah. But yeah, so when I got out, I seen him. He like, man, big bro, I need to holler at you. I'm like, what's up? <coughs> Excuse me. He like, man, you know, man, I fucked up. He like, man, I don't know. It just happened. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me stop you right there, little bro. Ain't no such thing. It just happened. I don't give a fuck what you talking about. Don't nothing just happened. What you mean? Your dick accidentally slid in the motherfucking mouth? No, it was just... It's just shit. We were up late. 
And I was sitting on my rack and I was reading. And he was over there. And he just had his little keychain. Hey, man, I ain't trying to hear this bitch ass shit. Like, I don't give a fuck how it happened. The fact is, it shouldn't have happened. I say Because it goes against the code that you guys have for yourself. It should go against the code that a man got, period. <laughs> but you know, hey, it's 2023, baby. They like it. I love it. Yeah. Whatever y'all do, that's y'all business. If y'all want to be with a man, be with a man. Just don't come on to this man. Yeah. Because I ain't gonna do nothing to slap the fuck out of you. Like for real. Like we can be cool. Like I ain't got no problem with you doing you over there. Just don't bring that shit over here. Yeah. That's it. We ain't finna kick it. It's okay. It. Different strokes for yeah, different, different folks. Definitely different strokes. Yeah. But yeah. we not finna do that. Yeah. This ain't that type of party. <laughs> no whatsoever like I don't know what type of Mardi Gras you got going over there but uh, this motherfucking gangster part over here yeah I feel you I feel and you and see like I be telling people I be like they be like oh man like damn 14 years like it ain't no I tell them I say hey bro dudes don't come to prison and turn gay I said that shit was already in them I said see they just need an environment where they feel safe and where they feel comfortable enough to do it because they couldn't do it out there in the streets because I did 14 years of prison and the thought never crossed my fucking mind. Like the thought of, oh, let me fuck with a dude never crossed my mind. I'm in prison trying to figure out how to get some pussy. You know what I mean? Getting some. <laughs> what? Getting some. So it's like, I'm in here trying to figure out how I can get me a shot of hair from little mama. Like ASAP, like make something happen. So it's like, y'all got the same opportunities that I have. Y'all have the same bandwidth that I have. Y'all can withstand the same stuff that I have, but yet you choose not to. And what you want to do instead of that is you want to fuck with a boy. That's what you want to do anyway. No ifs, ands, or buts no about excuses. it, dog. No excuses. Yeah. Just, man, just, just man up and own that yeah. shit. You like a little boy, but... <laughs> Just own this shit. Which, you know, again, it's okay if they want that. Yeah, you know if that's what, what you There's want. There's no judgment on that. Hey, yeah. fuck that. There's some judgment on that. <laughs> because you've been sitting in front like you hard, yeah. bro. Yeah, we're playing somebody else. Yeah, yeah. you've been sitting in front yeah. like you hard. You yeah, know, that, you know I mean? that's the thing, too. That <clears throat> I guess it's it's when people try to hide it and they try to play like they ain't. Which exactly. It's, it's, not, it's not even about the uh, gay or not gay. It's more about... You're not being your true self, exactly, and you're, you're trying to play this front like and then you're somebody you coming out, else, exactly. And then you coming out here when you get free, and you trying to fuck on these girls out here, and you giving them dookie dick from a boy. Ain't no telling what's on it. You know what I mean? Like, and now you just fucking everybody up. Yeah, because you, bro, if you want to be with a dude, like go be with a dude. I'm pretty sure it's some females who like dudes or who like girls. Or what? It's some. It's some females who like that. Go find them. Yeah. Leave the clean ones alone. Please, leave the ones who just like dudes who like girls, leave yeah. them alone. Because niggas like us need them. Yeah. We don't need y'all fucking them up. <laughs> Feel you, man. So that's, a, I mean, that's a good little insight on that whole, that prison experience too, because I, I, don't, I haven't heard that in a podcast. I haven't, I haven't heard nobody talk about the homosexual man, that shit tendencies and, and people going into that, that side of it and then doing all I that. I woke up to it. That's one of the ways that I knew the prison was real. Yeah. Man, I bullshit Okay, so not. you woke up to it. Yes, it's 2010. Yeah. 2010, I'm in I'm in 11 barracks. All right. Like I say, I know I always had motion, so I got me a little flip phone. Like, phone go off, it vibrate. I'm asleep, though. It vibrate. Boom, wake me up. So, wake me up. I check the messages. And I got to go piss. Because, you know, it's like 3 in the morning. I didn't passed out. High. Passed out. 
Get up and go into the bathroom. You know, you, you know, you wiping this shit out your eyes and you just mm, mm, mm. And this mm. open barracks? Yeah, this eleven barracks. It's open as fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's upstairs, downstairs. I'm upstairs at the back. Which, you know, people with motion, like we on the back row, it's to cause it takes the police longer to get to you. Give you time to go ahead and make a move if you need to. So we there. So when I get to the bathroom, I'm pissing. I'm like, man, what the fuck was it? Like, was it what I thought it was? Because I thought I saw somebody over here on these on these wall racks over here, you know, and it seemed like it was some rocking and some rocking and socking going. I'm like, nah. So I piss. So when I walk back through, you know, I'm clear eyed. Now I'm up. So when I walk back through it, you know, they over here to my right now, because they were at my left when I was walking down. So they were to my right, and you just see a blanket over a motherfucker, but you see a motherfucker hunched over. Like you see a motherfucker like this. Getting it. Yeah. <laughs> Like fucking the shit out this yeah. little white dude. You know what I mean? So I'm like, damn. So when I call him the girl I'm fucking with back at the time, I'm like, baby, so you ain't gonna believe this shit. I say, this shit here in prison real. Like, I woke up to this shit. She like, what you talking about? I said, baby, dude over here fucking the line in that little prince. Yeah. I said, oh, he fucking the shit out of him. She like, you for real? I said, baby, I ain't gonna lie to you. I said, this shit crazy. Like, animals. Just just horny animals just trying to get get it. That's his man. Any way they can. That's his man. I mean, so I used to wake up <clears throat> when I was at Calico. Uh, you might know this dude. They called him Killer. And he was uh, uh, Maxi was his last yeah, name. Yeah, 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 yeah. That dude be getting it on the window. And when I, I say am. getting it, I mean Everybody just- Everybody do that shit. But see, that ain't never been my cup of tea. Yeah, that's not my- I ain't boy. never tried it. I ain't never tried it. I mean, a little, a little innocent white boys waking up in prison, I, like yeah, myself, yeah. looking over there. But I done seen white dudes getting it. I done seen white dudes yeah. getting it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Know some white dudes that get it. I know some white dudes who are part of who are part of uh, organizations, and they and they they superiors tell them like, "Hey, say you can't be doing this shit. That's black folks shit. You can't do that shit. Like for real. Like hold on, wait. Like you the only person to get on the window and beat their dick. Yeah. They're like, man, but fuck that, man. I like him. Like I like her, man. Oh, every time she come on the door, like it just turned me on. I'd be like, control yourself. I'm like, but do you? <laughs> but real shit. It ain't never been my thing. It ain't never been my type of spiel. I ain't. Yeah. I ain't the type of where I ain't finna just show my dick to the world. I'm not finna show my dick to fifty yeah. niggas. Like, it just ain't that type of party. Yeah. It ain't that serious. It's kind of a personal thing. And then a girl told me, like, when I first came to prison, like, she told me, like, maybe six months to a year in. She's like, oh. She said, all oh, these motherfuckers always on the window. Like, I can't stand this shit. I'm like, what you mean? I'm like, shit, you get to see free dick every day. She like, no. She say, because I be feeling like they raping me. She said, I be feeling like they raping me. Like, they taking part of me. She was like, shit, by the time they nut, hell, I be tired. But like, they done took a part of me. I said, damn. She was like, shit, then they so goddamn stupid. Like, they don't even know. Like, they could come holler at me. And shit, I might give them the pussy. Oh, she told me that. I was charged up. What's up with the pussy? <laughs> I was charged up. Got that, then. too. Oh, <laughs> uh, I like it, man. man I like for it. Real. Like you, you know, your real. experience there is a lot different than mine. And it's really interesting to hear that story and to hear how 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 life can actually be inside it of the penitentiary. It ain't been all glitz and glamour, glamour though, bro. Yeah. You know, like people gonna hate. You know, people people gonna hate because they can't emulate. You know, so it ain't been all glitz and glamour. Gotta know, I didn't have to put in work. Like I didn't have to step on some niggas. You know what I mean? Like because they try to play me because they try to think that this shit's sweet. So it's like nine fights in there, bro. 
Like, motherfuckers done tried to jump me in the shower before and still beat the fuck out of all of them. And then called them all back down there to the shower the next day. Like, like, hey, y'all bring your motherfucking ass back down here. You know what I mean? And to where it's like, oh, the niggas, like, oh, the homies, they in there. They're like, man, they can't, what's going on? Like, man, them little niggas tried to jump me yesterday. Ah, because that little nigga right there tried to fight me. But shit, I beat the I beat the nigga up so bad. I fucked him up so bad and so quick to where his homeboy tried to jump in and help him. I'm like, nah, I ain't with none of that shit. So he like, so the older homie like, what you want to do? I said, I want to fight all of them. He's like, huh? I said, yeah, back to back. I said, when I get done with one, give me the next one. He's like, you for real? I said, I'm dead ass on the nine. I ain't playing. I'm dead ass. He like, all right. So shit, he like, which one of y'all first? So they all looking around, like the one I got to fight with the day before. He like, man, I ain't doing no more fight. I said, really, you straight. You ain't even got to. You came with me one on one. I said, I ain't even tripping about you. I said, I want your partners. I want all them. Standing on this, I want all them. <laughs> they steady looking like, oh, the homie telling me like, murder telling me like, hey, you get your motherfucking ass over to you first. Yeah. Ran through him to where he say, I don't even want to fight no more. I'm straight, man. <laughs> Real talk. Fucked him up. Yeah. The next one, I'm trying to. I told him, I said, man, just let me catch my bro. I'm trying to catch my bro. He's steady trying to walk up on me. So I know he's trying to get his move in. So steady trying to catch my bro real quick. Because it's a quick little two, three minutes with the first one. You know, just fun, really, because I'm enjoying this shit. Like this shit here, this shit here turned me on. Like I'm with a smile on my face. And I'm like, because I've been asleep so long. Like, you know what I mean? Like that beast in me, like that dog in me, been asleep so long. Yeah. To where it's like, it feel good when I let that motherfucker out because being tight reserved and being locked in and and just trying to be the calm, laid back, just making my way through type, you know, that shit. You get tired sometimes because you really just want to spaz out. Like you really just want to be dog. So, like I said, he's steady trying to walk up on me. So he swing. When he swing, I weave him. Oh, drop his ass. Get up. I told you, let me catch my roof. Get up. Yeah, I'm like, we ain't playing. This shit real. Y'all thought this shit was a game. No. Never was a game with you, was it? Never was. Yeah. But I don't go fucking with nobody. Yeah. It's the same way with my charges in the street. Like, I don't go fucking with nobody. Niggas shoot. I just shoot better. I don't go fucking with people. Not unless I'm kicking your dough in. Yeah. It's a, you know, for a lot of people, it's hard for someone to even understand to have that kind of mentality of being in that kind of life. You know what I mean? And and that's some real shit. So <clears throat> we've talked about all that. I want to move on to what is life like for you today? What what are you living life like today? It's beautiful. Yeah. Life is beautiful, man. 14 years locked up, AK's out, and life is beautiful. Like, yeah, life is I yeah. feel like Future and Drake, man. Life is good. It's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> like, for real. So I wasn't traded for the world, man. I work full time. Like, I got to work full time. Like, I started my own business. I'm doing home repairs and apartment repairs. I've been out here in Hot Springs just the last couple of weeks just doing home repairs and shit. Look like I'm finna be out here shit, for like two, three more weeks. Maybe even longer than that because it's like... God bless me, and the job's coming. You know, the moves are coming. Yeah. And it's like, bro, I got my family that I fuck with. You know what I mean? I got my friends that I fuck with. Like, 
I'm enjoying it. I'm taking it all in and I'm appreciating it. And I think that's what prison taught me was appreciation. Mm. Because it make you appreciate the shit that you take for granted. Like yeah. we take freedom for granted. You know what I mean? We take freedom for granted and we can't. Like it's real. Don't get me wrong, this shit ain't been all dandelions and just sweet times. Like, bro, I had to cut my own sister off. You know what I mean? I had to cut my own sister off because she decided this. She decided on my birthday, bro, that she wanted to ride in the car with me with a gun. Hell no! Yeah. Like I I'm to, not not yeah. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> not didn't tell me do about that, it, bro. Did not tell me about it, dog. She didn't yeah. tell me about it. <laughs> we going bowling and we just sitting there playing. We just sitting there. I'm, we just wrestling a little bit and I feel it on a hill. I'm like. And when I tell you I got so hot so quick, like I was ready to smash and slap the fucking beat the fuck out of her. Like I had to calm myself down. And like my little, yeah, like my little chick that I was fucking with, like she there too. And she like, she not knowing what's going on, but she like, why you getting mad? Like it ain't that serious. And I'm like, stop fucking telling me it ain't that serious. Because my mind had already shifted. But this is my sister. Like, this is my baby sister. So it's like my mind already shifted. So I'm really trying to pull myself back in. Cause I want to beat the fuck out of her. Like I want a dog in the street. Like she a fucking dog. Like, because I'm like, you play on my freedom. You jeopardizing my future. Yeah, because they, they give out some hefty time for them gun charges. Not even that, but you not understand. I got time over my head. Yeah. I got time on time over my head. And how long, how much longer are you going to be on parole? Man, I say I got, what, 10 years on parole, but then I got to suspend it. So it's like I got that until I get off parole. If I go back, I got to do all of that. Yeah. All 100, of it. 100%. 100%. 10 years for sure, plus a little bit extra. For that dirt. Yeah. Come on, man. This shit ain't no game. Yeah. Y'all gave me one, two chances. This is my second fucking chance. This shit ain't for play. Like real talk. Yeah. Hurt my heart. Love it to death. But ain't nobody sending me back. Right. Right. I know I, I know what you mean. I, look, I don't ever want to go back there. Man, I, don't, look, I don't ever ever want to go back there. I don't want to put myself in a position to go back to the penitentiary. Like nothing, there's no excuses. No. I'm gonna tell you, bro, that like this shit, like this shit real, bro. Cause like since I done been home, bro, I didn't have my own mama tell me, like, we ain't gotta talk no more. You ain't gotta call me. I ain't gotta call you. Like uh, it could be just like it when it was when you was in prison to where I, I don't hear from you. You ain't got to hear from me. Like, we ain't got to have no contact, none whatsoever. And then hang up the phone. Like, bro, I didn't have my own mama tell me this. All because she didn't get her way. Because shit didn't go the way that she wanted it to. That was here recently? That was my birthday, bro. Like, my birthday on the 9th of August. I mean, my, my birthday on the 12th of August. Hers is the 9th of August. Like, bro, we got, we had a misunderstanding because her birthday was the 9th. It was on a Wednesday, okay? Mine was on the 12th, which is a Saturday. Now, she threw a little a little get-together at her house Wednesday for her birthday, but she decided that she wanted to throw one Saturday for herself <laughs> on my birthday, too. Like, she wanted to have a little dinner and all this shit. All right, my cousins, you know, they ain't seen me. Like, I'm fresh off the ankle monitor, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's like, they ain't see me. So they're like, man, we want to do something with you for your birthday. Like, have a little potluck to where we all get together. And I tell them, I say, hey, you know what? Like, I'm down with it. But mama already got this little dinner going for herself on my birthday. So how about we do it on that Sunday? And they're like, all right, cool. Yeah. 
That's cool. But I'm like, because I don't want to hear her fucking mouth about us not going and showing up for the little shit she got going. Because, see, this is how selfish she is. Like, she doing the shit on my birthday for herself, but I still got love for you, so I ain't even tripping. I'm going to go to this shit just because I love you. So, she, me and my little sister, we go to that shit that Wednesday at our house. We there. Um, we fuck around. We help him clean up. And she like, yeah, I think I'm going to cook for you Sunday since you say that you ain't had me cook in a while. And I tell him, like, mama, I can't come Sunday. I'm like, my cousins are already, we not already agreed to, you know, do something for my birthday. And she, uh, why they always trying to do something with my kids? Uh, why they didn't call me and ask me if I had something going on for your birthday? Why they didn't ask me? Say, mama, I'm 33 years old. Yeah. What the fuck it look like they calling my mama asking them, can they do something for me for my birthday yeah. asking you? Yeah. Say, that don't make no sense. Yeah. They were like, uh, well, if it was my kid, I would have been considerate enough to ask their mom if they had something going on. I say, man, my birthday is on a Saturday. We doing something on a Sunday. You doing something for yourself on my birthday. She was like, because I got to work. I say, you own your own boutique. You, you make your own hours. You got to work. So my sister like, yeah, mom, why you didn't do something for yourself on a Friday? Why would you do it on your son's birthday, his first birthday home? Well, I know that he don't like parties. I said, okay, I don't like parties, but that don't mean that I don't like you. I said, me, you, and Tay, my little sister, I'm like, we could go do something. And that'll be straight. That'll be enough. She wasn't having it. Nah. Yeah. Because it didn't fit her plan. Uh, so y'all want me to change my plans and what I got going for this? Nah, you ain't got to change shit. You ain't got to change a bitch-ass thing. Do what the fuck you want to do. That's what I wanted to say, but it's my mama, but I did. <laughs> yeah. You got a little, I mean? little bit of respect for her. Uh, got, a lot better, of res- huh? got a lot of respect for her. Yeah. No, nah, it ain't because I'm scared of her. <laughs> yeah. It's because I was taught that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's that's a big difference. Yeah, it's because I was bred that. Right. She can't whoop me. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah, she yeah. can't whoop me. None of that. But I got respect for her because I was bred like that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like... That was instilled that's part in me. Of, that's part of being a man and, and being able to know that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, see, this respect out of love, it ain't out of fear. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, so she got a whole attitude. Like, it was like, so she was pissed. And then, like, when I made it to the house, like, I just bought this TV, put it in my room and shit. She called me. So I'm like, maybe she finna apologize. <laughs> Nigga, no. <laughs> I put this motherfucker on speaker because me and Lil Ye, we putting this phone, we putting this uh, TV up. And, um... She's like, oh, I can talk now that all my company gone. So I'm like, what's up? She was like, like I was saying, they tried to do the same thing with your brother. They always trying to do stuff with my kids, trying to separate us. And all of this is always my kids. And I went through this with your brother, and I'm not finna go through this with you. So if that's who you choose, that's who you want to be with, then fine, be with them. We ain't got to talk no more. You ain't got to call me. I ain't going to call you. It could be just like when you was in prison. Like, don't don't come see me, none of that. Like, just forget about me. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you I'm know, fresh out of prison, dog. Yeah, and that's hard. Yeah. It's hard because you've been waiting all these years yeah. to be able to to rekindle that relationship, see see her, do things with her, be a part of everything, and then it's like instant rejection. Yeah. So how do you how did you handle that? Shit, it broke me down. Like when she got off the phone, it just broke me down. I was like, man, I was I just had to take it all in, and I was like, this shit crazy, bro. Like, like a dude can only try so much. Yeah. 
Damn, man. Well, I did, <clears throat> I really appreciate you coming on the show, bro, and just sharing all of that. And I mean, you, it's it takes vulnerability to come on here and share your experience, tell the truth, tell what's really going on in the mind of AK. And I appreciate that, man. For and, sure, for sure. And it, from your story, man, I what what I believe you did. Was, was shared a message of hope for people out there that are getting out of prison that there is something better after that you life right no matter how long how long yeah. you've been locked up I mean you know we just part one in this shit we've been in here a little bit too long but you know we yeah. just part one in this shit yeah. motherfuckers hungry yeah. <laughs> I got motion back in the city Yeah, you know what I mean like shit we could be here all goddamn day but we right, just I feel you I feel you shit we just gotta reschedule reschedule but too is there anything else that you would like to share. Fucking right. Off the rip, off the muscle. Which camera am I? Which which one of these motherfuckers? You're right here. Just look for Right here? Yeah, right, right here. Right here with the red light. Y'all like this angle? Y'all like this angle? Know your purpose. Know your why. You have to know your why. And when you find out what your why is, when you find out what the reason that you're breathing, what's the reason that you wake up in the morning, and what's the reason that motivates you, live in that purpose. And when you find that purpose, make sure it's the main thing in your life. And as long as you keep the main thing the main thing, you won't lose your direction. You will step right into what it is that your higher power that God has for you. And when you step into it, you will watch the blessings and the beauty come into your life. No matter the hardships, no matter the hard times, no matter what anybody try to say, how anybody try to dog you and down you, you won't lose. Because you got God. As long as you got him with you, anything that come against you is always going to fail. Focus on keeping the main thing the main thing. You won't go wrong. I promise you, you won't go wrong. I love it, bro. I love it, man. It's powerful. It's so powerful. People need to hear that that exact message. Sure. And if they've already heard it, they need to be reminded of it. I mean, even myself, I need to be reminded of that a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I'm so hard on myself. I get down on myself. You know, I, I hold these high expectations of myself and it's like, damn, I'm not, I'm not meeting the expectations I got for myself. And it's like, yeah. damn, but I got to keep that level high. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I got to keep that bar high. So I continue to push and I continue to grind and I continue to get shit and set up that legacy that got we to. were talking about yeah. earlier. Absolutely. Legacy is all that we have in this world, that's bro. It's the only thing that's going to be here once we gone. Yeah. And that's the whole purpose of my company. Like, that's the whole purpose of my vision. That's the whole purpose of everything I'm working towards. It's legacy. Yeah. What can I leave in this world that'll be impactful? Yeah. You know what I mean? How can I leave a piece of me here? Because once I hit that ground, I'm gone. Well, I, I, I definitely remember me. I definitely know this story is gonna impact other people. This this story that you shared, this experience you shared, which is only some of it. It yeah. ain't the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, we ain't even cracked the rest yeah. of it. Like it we ain't just even the whole thing. We just stuck a toe in a pub yeah. in the fucking pond, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> We yeah. ain't even we ain't even got the rest of it. Like this we, is part of th that story is part of your legacy. Yeah, and and all of your stories are a part of your legacy. And I, I definitely encourage you to get out and you share those stories, whether that's writing them down or or doing a video on on social media. Do something to share your experience because there's somebody out there that has got to hear that experience that sure. needs to be able to relate with somebody because this is what I've learned. Okay, I have learned that I am 
not, I am not rare. Like everything that I'm going through, somebody else out there yeah. are going through the same shit. Yeah. Just may, might be in a little bitty different way, but there's enough to relate with somebody out there yeah. to give them hope, to give them love, and to shine that light on them. Check this out, though. But I got to add to you on this, though. You are rare. You might be relatable, you're but you're rare. You're unique. There's yes. only one Brian. Yes, you are unique. There's only one you. Some of these yeah. problems might be similar. But you Some are of not these alone. No, you are not, you're not alone. alone. Yeah. You are not alone, but you are on an island of self. Yeah. Yeah. You are on an island of self. Because why? Because, yes, this person can be around you in your hemisphere. This person can be close to what it is that you're going through. And you can find steps and things that they did to help you get through it. But at the end of the day, the only person that makes the change and who it affects is you. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. Because you're unique. That's powerful. Bro, again, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show and doing your thing, man. Sure, uh, you told sure. your story well, and uh, I can't wait to hear more. Hopefully, we'll get you back on the show, For get real, you in the studio. Bro, I'm tapped in. Like, I'm here. I like, feel, yeah. Hey, man, hey, 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 look, check this out. Dirtbag Chronicles. Everybody got a story to tell, all right? Dirtbag Chronicles. Hey, man, if you see this video, like this video, subscribe to this video, comment this video, man. We aiming 100,000 views. You know what I mean? 50,000 likes. Like, come on, don't play with it. Y'all see what he's doing. Y'all see the motion that he got for you. You see what he bringing to the table. You know what I mean? If you see it, you want it. If you like it, come be a part of it. I love it, bro. Like, for real, come be a it. part of it. Find me, you know what I mean? Facebook, find me, A.K. Keaton. You know what I mean? A.K. Keaton. You know, find me on Instagram, I am A.K. Keaton. You know, and just watch the motion that we got. Like, watch the angles that we go. Watch the places that we're going. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we'll put those links up, too. Yeah, for real. Let for them real, follow for real, you. Because I'm sure there's going to be somebody on here that wants to reach out to yeah. you and, get and at see me. what you got going on. Hey, man, bro. get at me. Yeah. If I can help you in any type of way, get at me. Because you know what? You might be able to help me, and I might need your help. Absolutely. Because you never know who you meet. Absolutely. Because it's not what you know. It's who you know. It's who you know. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I don't know some damn good people. Yeah. <laughs> you and know I'm a me. damn good person to know. I, I know, know you. you. Baby. Right, yeah, let's go. Let's go. All right, man. Well, check us out on all our social media. We're sure. on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can listen to our full episodes on Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast, Pandora, uh, Samsung Podcast, uh, all, any major podcast platform. You can catch the Dirtbag Chronicles. And what's so exciting about this episode is this is season or season two, episode one. So thank you oh, so much for kicking oh, it off, no kicking shit. season two off. Okay. Oh, I, I really appreciate you coming <laughs> down here. I didn't know that <laughs> first episode. Yeah, you excited? Oh, I'm boy. I'm turned. couldn't have told like, you at the beginning. Ah, been too excited. <laughs> season starter. Hey, look, and it's just letting you know that he got even more fire jumping. There's man. some fire. You know coming. what I mean? That he got it coming. Fire right, coming look, this season. Go, Absolutely. Though, before I go, you see it like. This the homie brand. You know what I mean? You see it? A whole lot of talk cash. You know, shout out to my guy, Ryan Grant. You know, they call him Rich Porter. Yeah. You yeah. know, we trippy with it. So, man, we supporting everybody. Everybody that have been through something, we supporting you. That's Make sure y'all get with it, man. Talk cash. Like, he got what you need. That's what's You want up. that drip? Holla at my guy. Well, that wraps up season two, episode one. 
And we are so thankful that you you listen to us, that you subscribe to our channel, that you're sharing this content, and that you're in just in flat out enjoying it. For real. Wraps up this the episode. Thank you. You guys have a great Appreciate night. Appreciate y'all. Hold it down, man.